Reciting the Tashahud Ta'awud and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih, the faith may Allah be his help, has stated, The life and character of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, as well as the love and devotion the companions had towards him, were being mentioned in light of the incidents that occurred during the Battle of Uhud. In relation to this, we also find mention of the martyrdom of Hazrat Kharija bin Zaid, may Allah be pleased with him. Hazrat Kharaja attained the status of martyrdom after fighting extremely courageously and fearlessly during the Battle of Uhud. He was surrounded by spears and sustained more than 13 wounds. He was lying on the ground, weakened by these wounds. When Safwan bin Umayyah passed by him, he recognized him, attacked him and martyred him. Following this, he also mutilated his corpse and said, He is among those individuals who killed Abu Ali on the occasion of the Battle of Badr that is, who killed my father, Umayyah bin Khalaf. I have now been given the opportunity to kill the best of Muhammad's companions and thus put my heart at ease. He martyred Hazrat ibn Kawkal, Hazrat Kharija bin Zaid and Aus bin Arkam. Hazrat Kharija and Hazrat Sa'ad bin Rabi'ah the paternal cousins of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, were buried in the same grave. In a narration, it states that on the day of the Battle of Uhud, Hazrat Abbas bin Ubadah was loudly proclaiming, O party of the Muslims, stay close to Allah and your Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Whatever affliction has befallen you is due to your disobedience to your Prophet. He promised you support, but you were impatient. Following this, Hazrat Abbas bin Ubadah took off his helmet and armor and asked Hazrat Kharija bin Zaid, Are you in need of this? Hazrat Kharija replied, No, I desire the same as you, i.e. martyrdom. Following this, they fought the enemy. Hazrat Abbas bin Ubadah would say, If the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is caused any harm under our watch, then what excuse will we give our Lord? Hazrat Kharija would reply, 
we will neither have any excuse before our Lord nor any argument. As Abbas bin Ubadah was martyred by Sufyan bin Abdisham Sulami, and Hazar Kharaja bin Zaid was martyred as a result of being struck by arrows. He received more than 10 wounds on his body. In one narration, it is mentioned that on the day of the Battle of Uhud, Hazrat Malik bin Dukhshum passed by Hazrat Kharaja bin Zaid. Hazrat Kharaja was covered in wounds. He received approximately 13 fatal wounds. Hazrat Malik said to him, Are you not aware that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has been martyred? This is following the second attack of the disbelievers. Hazrat Kharaja replied, If the Holy Prophet has been martyred, then Allah is alive and will not die. This was the standard of their faith. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has conveyed the message to us. You should also fight for the sake of your religion. The enemy is currently fighting you, so you too should fight them. It is also our responsibility to sacrifice our lives for the sake of Allah the Almighty. Then we find mention of the martyrdom of Hazrat Shammas bin Uthman. Hazrat Shammas bin Uthman participated in the battles of Badr and Uhud. He fought extremely courageously in the Battle of Uhud. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, I found Shammas bin Uthman to be a shield. In whichever direction the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, looked, whether right or left, he found Shammas there, defending him with his sword during the Battle of Uhud, until the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, fell unconscious after being attacked and struck by a rock. Hazrat Shammas, may Allah be pleased with him, stood as a shield in front of him until he was severely wounded. And it was in this state that he was carried to Medina. I, Hazrat Shammas, was taken back to Medina. There were still signs of life in him when he was taken to Hazrat Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Hazrat Umi Salima, may Allah be pleased with her, asked, Will my paternal cousin be taken anywhere aside from my home? Upon this, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, replied, Carry him to Hazrat Ummi Salama. He was therefore taken there, and that is where he passed away. As he had reached there, having sustained wounds at the Battle of Uhud. Then, upon the instructions of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Hazrat Shammas was taken to Uhud, and buried in the same clothes. He passed away two days after arriving in Medina, but he was taken to Uhud to be buried. When he was carried to Medina after being wounded, he remained alive for a day and a night. And it is said that he did not eat or drink anything during that time. He was extremely frail and was in fact unconscious. As a Shamas passed away at the age of 34 and was a young man. An incident about Hazrat Shammas bin Uthman, may Allah be pleased with him, is preserved in history, which demonstrates his example of love for the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and the highest level of sacrifice for the sake of Islam. Where we find mention of the story of Hazrat Talha's love and devotion to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, as his hand was struck by an arrow whilst he placed it before his blessed countenance. 
of the Shamas also played a vital role there. As the Shamas stood before the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and took all the blows to his body. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said regarding Hazrat Shamas, If I could compare Hazrat Shamas to anything, it would be a shield. He became a shield for me on the battlefield of Uhud as he fought to the end whilst protecting me from in front, behind, to the right and to the left. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, stated, Whichever direction I looked, I saw Shammas fighting extremely heroically. When the enemies were successful in their attempts to attack the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, leaving him unconscious as he fell, it was then that Shammas stood as a shield in front of him until he himself became severely wounded. He was returned to Medina in this state. Hazrat Umm Salama said, He is my uncle's son and I am his close relative. For this reason, he should be treated and tended to at my home. However, he passed away a day or two later from the severity of his wounds. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, stated, Shammas should be buried in his clothes just like the other martyrs. Then the martyrdom of Hazrat Nu'man bin Malik is also recorded. Hazrat Nu'man bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, participated both in the Battle of Badr and Uhud and was martyred during the latter by Safwan bin Umayyah. According to a different narration, Hazrat Nu'man bin Malik was martyred by Aban bin Sa'id. After the Battle of Uhud, Hazrat Nu'man bin Malik was buried alongside Hazrat Mujaddar bin Ziyad, may Allah be pleased with him, and Hazrat Ubadah bin Hassas, may Allah be pleased with him, in one grave. Whilst the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was setting out for the Battle of Uhud, and Abdullah bin Ubay bin Sulul was giving his suggestions, Hazrat Nu'man bin Malik said, O Messenger of Allah, by God I will surely enter paradise. With a great deal of perseverance, he told the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that he would surely enter paradise. In response, the Holy Prophet asked, How? To which Hazrat Nu'man replied, It is because I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship except Allah, and that you are his messenger. Furthermore, I will never flee from battle. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, You have said the truth. Thus, Hazrat Nu'man was martyred that very same day. Khalid bin Abi Malik Jahdi, may Allah be pleased with him, reports that he found the following narration in his father's book. Hazrat Nu'man bin Qawqal Ansari prayed, O oh my Lord, by your name, the sun will not have set yet, when despite being lame, I will be walking in the gardens of your paradise. Thus he was martyred the very same day. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, remarked, Allah the Almighty accepted his prayer, for I saw him in a vision, and Allah the Almighty informed him, I saw him walking in paradise while he was not lame, nor was he limping. Further, there is mention of Hazrat Thabit bin Dahdah, may Allah be pleased with him. 
who played a vital role during the Battle of Uhud. After the false rumour of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him's martyrdom spread, some among the Muslims said, now that the Holy Prophet has been martyred, we should return to our people who will grant us protection. Upon this, others remarked, if the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him has indeed been martyred, will you not fight for the faith and message he brought until you yourselves are martyred and brought before God? Hazrat Thabit bin Dahdah addressed the Ansar and said, O people of the Ansar, even if the Holy Prophet has been martyred, Allah the Almighty is alive and impervious to death. Fight for your faith and Allah the Almighty will grant you victory and success. Upon hearing this, a group of Ansar Muslims joined Hazrat Thabit in an assault against a group of polytheists, which included Khalid bin Walid, Akrama bin Abi Jahl, Amr bin As, and Dirar bin Khattab. While sustaining this attack from a small group of Muslims, Khalid bin Walid fiercely retaliated and martyred Thabit bin Dahdah and his Ansar companions. In another narration, Abdullah bin Umar Khatmi said, On the day of the Battle of Uhud, Thabit bin Dahdah came to the front while the Muslims had dispersed in dismay. He proclaimed in a loud voice, saying, O people of the Ansar, come towards me, Thabit bin Dahdah. Even if the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has truly been martyred, Allah is alive and will never die. Fight on behalf of your faith and Allah will make you triumphant and help you. Thus a group of the Ansar gathered around him and he was also among the Ansar. And they regrouped the Muslims and launched an attack against the disbelievers. As a counteraction, the disbelievers dispatched a fierce battalion led by Khalid bin Walid, Amr bin As, Ikrimah bin Abi Jahl and Dirar bin Khattab. They gathered and launched a collective assault. Khalid bin Walid pierced Thabit with a pierce. Thabit was martyred and fell to the ground along with his other Ansar companions. For this reason, it is said that these were the last Muslims to be martyred on that day. In another narration, it is recorded that Khalid came forth and struck Thabit with a spear wounding him and bringing him to the ground. The people picked him up and began to treat his injury. At the time, his bleeding stopped and he recovered. However, after the Battle of Hudaybiyah, his wounds reopened and he died as a result. There is also another narration. Hazrat Jabir bin Samura, may Allah be pleased with him, narrates, The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, walked alongside the funeral procession of Hazrat Thabit bin Dahdah and returned on horseback.
From this narration, it seems that the earlier narration about his wounds reopening at the Battle of Hudaybiyah is unreliable and that he passed away on this occasion, that is, of the Battle of Uhud. There are also accounts of four martyrs belonging to the same family. Thabit bin Wakhsh and Rifa'a bin Wakhsh, both of whom were brothers, were martyred during the Battle of Uhud. And alongside them, the two sons of Thabit bin Wakhsh, that is, Salama bin Thabit and Amr bin Thabit, were also martyred. Amr bin Thabit has also been reported to be called Usairim. All of these individuals were from among the Ansar tribe of Banu Abd al-Ash'al. Rifa'a bin Wakhsh was an elderly man. He and his brother Thabit both fought side by side during Uhud. Rifa'a was martyred by Khalid bin Walid, while the martyrdom of Thabit bin Wakhsh is narrated as follows. Ibn Ishaq writes, When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, set out for the Battle of Uhud, Two elderly men, namely Thabit bin Wakhsh and Husayl bin Jabir, who was also known as Yaman, and was the father of Hudayfa bin Yaman, emerged from the fort where Muslim women and children had taken refuge. One of them asked the other, What are you waiting for? We may not live much longer. If we don't die today, we will surely die tomorrow. Shall we not take up our swords and join the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him? Perhaps Allah the Almighty will grant us the honour of martyrdom. Thereafter, they both took up their swords, attacked the disbelievers and joined the battle. Amr bin Thabit was also known by the name Usairim. As I mentioned, Amr bin Thabit bin Waqsh Ansari was known by the name Usairim and his mother was Hazrat Hudayfa bin Yaman's sister. He accepted Islam after the Fajr prayer on the morning of the Battle of Uhud. He accepted Islam after the Fajr prayer. He did not offer the prayer itself but rather accepted Islam after the prayer. He then mounted his horse and went to meet the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He joined the Muslims and engaged in jihad until he was martyred. Hazrat Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, narrates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, asked the companions to tell him about a person who didn't offer any prayers, it was still heaven-bound. The people did not know about him, and so they asked the Holy Prophet who it was. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that it was Usairim bin Usairim, meaning Amr bin Thabit. It is stated in another narration that Usairim used to denounce Islam in front of his people. At the time of the Battle of Uhud, when the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had already departed, 
the truth of Islam dawned upon Dusayrim and he accepted it. He then took his sword and went to his people, entered into the ranks and started fighting. The wounds he suffered left him incapacitated. During this time, the people of Banu Abd al-Ash'al were searching for the bodies of their martyrs when all of a sudden they came across him. Astonished, they said, this is Usairim, but who has brought him here? We had left him behind because he rejected Islam. Then they asked him, O Usairim, how did you get here? Was it because of your honour for your people or because you became inclined towards Islam? He said, it was because I became inclined towards Islam. In other words, he accepted Islam to be true, which was the reason for him being here. I believe in Allah and His Messenger and have thus become a Muslim. And with my sword I fought alongside the Holy Prophet until reaching my current state that you see me in. Then he passed away in their arms. This was mentioned to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, to which he said, He is heaven-bound. I paused earlier because the salutations of May Allah be pleased with him were written where it is mentioned that he said he is heaven-bound. Whereas it should have been peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. It was cause for confusion that perhaps it was a companion who said this, but in any case this clarifies that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said he was heaven-bound. The previous narration also seems to be correct in that he was the person who was heaven-bound without having offered a single prayer. In the end, he came and attained the rank of martyrdom. The fourth martyr from this family was Hazrat Salama bin Thabit, may Allah be pleased with him. Hazrat Salama bin Thabit's full name was Salama bin Thabit bin Waqsh. Hazrat Salama also took part in the Battle of Badr. Abu Sufyan martyred Hazrat Salama bin Thabit during the Battle of Uhud. Hazrat Salama's father, Hazrat Thabit bin Waqsh, may Allah be pleased with him, his paternal uncle Hazrat Rifa'a bin Waqsh and his brother Hazrat Amr bin Thabit, may Allah be pleased with them, were also martyred in the Battle of Uhud. Many members of this family participated in the Battle of Uhud. Mukhayrik was a Jewish man from the Banu Nadir tribe. Muhammad bin Umar Aslami says that he accepted Islam while others say that he was from the Banu Qainuka tribe and some say he was from the Banu Thalaba bin Fidyun tribe. He was one of the great Jewish scholars. He recognized the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him through his signs and based on his own knowledge as well. But despite this, the love he had for his own faith prevailed and so he did not accept Islam. He said on a Saturday, O Jewish people, by Allah, do you realize that it is binding upon you to help Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him? The Muslim army had departed on a Friday and he said this on the Saturday. People said, today is the day of the Sabbath. We cannot fight today. He said, there is no Sabbath for you. Then he said to the people of his nation, if I am killed today, then my wealth shall be given to Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and he can spend however he likes from it. He then took his weapons and marched forward. When the battle took place, he was martyred as he fought, and the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Mukhairik was the best among the Jews. 
According to another narration, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Mukhayrik is the best of the Jews, Salman is the best of the Persians, and Bilal is the best of the Abyssinians. One historian writes regarding Mukhayrik. One opinion is that he fought against the disbelievers on behalf of Islam and sacrificed his life. And the blessed tongue of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, uttered complimentary words for him. On the basis of this, many historians have regarded Mukhayrik to be a Muslim, including Ibn Hisham, Suhaili, Ibn Hajar, Ibn Kathir, Buladhari, Qazim Ayaz, Imam Nawawi and others. The next mention is of Abdullah bin Jahish. History records that his love for God and his messenger had left him without any need for this world. If he did have any desire, it was to somehow give his life in the way of God. His desire was fulfilled and he became renowned by the name Mujadda Fillah, meaning one mutilated in the way of Allah. There is also a narration of how Hazrat Abdullah bin Jahsh's prayer was accepted prior to his martyrdom. This incident of his prayer being accepted before he was martyred is well known. Ishaq, the son of Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas, narrates on the authority of his father, on the day of Uhud, Abdullah bin Jahsh said to my father, Sa'ad, join me and let's pray to Allah the Almighty. So they both moved to one side to supplicate. First, as Sa'ad prayed, saying, O oh Allah, when tomorrow I face the enemy, let my adversary be someone possessed of great courage and skill and among those whom people fear. May I fight such a person, defeat him in battle for your sake and take his weapons for myself. Upon hearing this, Abdullah bin Jahaj said, Ameen. After this, Abdullah bin Jahaj supplicated the following. The previous prayer was made by the first of the two. Abdullah's prayer was thus, O oh Allah, may I face a truly skilled opponent tomorrow in battle, possessed of an imposing presence. May we battle one another, and may he overcome me in battle, slaying me and mutilating my nose and ears. When I stand before you, O oh Allah, may you ask me in whose path my nose and two ears were cut off, so that I can respond, saying, O oh Allah, it was in your way and in the way of your messenger. And in response you will say, O oh Abdullah, indeed you have spoken the truth. That is, Abdullah desired for Allah to say these words. As Asad explains, that Abdullah's prayer was greater than mine, for on the last day of the Battle of Uhud, I saw that his nose and both his ears had been hanged by a thread, meaning that they had indeed been severed and tied together. The manner in which the companions expressed their love for Allah was indeed strange and magnificent. Hazrat Muttalib bin Abdullah bin Hantab 
may Allah be pleased with him, relates, On the day that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, embarked on the expedition of Uhud, he stopped to stay a night in a place near Medina known as Shaykhain, where Hazrat Umm Salama, may Allah be pleased with her, brought the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, roasted shoulder meat, which he ate, along with some nabith, which he drank. This is also a kind of food staple, which is a thinned-out beverage of sorts. A person took the vessel containing the nabith and drank from it. Then Hazrat Abdullah bin Jahash took the vessel and finished the remaining drink. A man asked for some of the beverage from Abdullah bin Jahash. The man said to Abdullah, Do you know what tomorrow morning holds for you? Meaning that you're going to war. Who knows who will live and who will be martyred? As Abdullah bin Jahash responded, Yes, I know where I'm going, for I have firm conviction that I shall be a martyr. To stand before my Creator, satiated and full, I, having eaten and drunk well, is dearer to me than appearing before him thirsty. Tomorrow I'll be reunited with my Creator anyway, so it is my desire that I meet him in a satiated state. And that's why I'm thus drinking. This is the strange and wonderful manner in which the companions demonstrated their love for Allah and the curious preparations they made to meet him. Hazrat Abdullah bin Jahash and Hazrat Hamza, the son of Abdul Muttalib, were both buried in the same grave. Hazrat Hamza was the maternal uncle of Abdullah bin Jahash and at the time of his martyrdom was just over 40 years of age. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, personally executed his will and bought his son goods on the occasion of Khaybar. <coughs> Hazrat Abu Sa'ad Khaythama bin Abi Khaythama's martyrdom and the request of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, to pray for it is also mentioned. He requested prayers from the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. This request for prayers is related to Muhammad bin Umar that Khaythama requested the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, on the day of the Battle of Uhud. O Messenger of Allah, I was not able to partake in the Battle of Badr, but by God, I was so eager to join this battle to the extent that when we were drawing lots to see who would go, my son Saad's name was drawn instead, and he was blessed with the status of martyrdom at Badr. The other night he appeared to me looking very handsome in a dream. He was walking about in the gardens and streams of paradise inviting me to join him. He informed me that he and I would be together in paradise. I have always found the promises of my Lord to be true and by God I deeply desire to be my son's companion in paradise, meaning I wish to go and meet him there. Hence he said, O Messenger of Allah, Please pray for me that I may be granted martyrdom and companionship with him in paradise. The Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, prayed for him and he was martyred in the Battle of Uhud. There is mention of the martyrdom of Hazrat Abdullah bin Amr, may Allah be pleased with him. It is recorded as such in a narration that when Hazrat Abdullah bin Amr intended to depart for the Battle of Uhud, he called his son Hazrat Jabir and said, O oh my son, 
I see now that I will be amongst the first to be martyred, and I swear by Allah, I am not leaving behind anyone who is dear to me except the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and then you. Meaning these are the two people who I love in this world, first and foremost the Holy Prophet, and thereafter that my son. I have some debt. Fulfill that debt on my behalf, and I instruct you to treat your sisters well. Meaning treat your sisters well, don't deny them their rights. As the Jabir relates, the next morning, my father was the very first person to be martyred, and the enemies cut off his nose and ears. As Ajabir bin Abdullah relates, that when the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, came to bury the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud, then the Holy Prophet stated, Wrap them along with the wounds they suffered, because I am a witness to them. And there is no Muslim who is wounded in the way of Allah, except that they will be present on the Day of Judgment. Their blood will be flowing, their colour will be saffron, and their scent will be of musk. Meaning, these are the beloved of God who will be presented in front of Allah the Almighty. There is no need to perform the ghusl, that is the bathing, or wrapping them with the white clothes, for their clothes are their burial clothes. As Ajaban narrates, my father was buried with one white cloth, and the Holy Prophet stated, Who among them has memorized more of the Holy Quran? When the martyrs were being buried, then the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Who knows more of the Holy Quran? When one martyr was indicated towards that he knows the Holy Quran more, then the Holy Prophet would say, Lower him in the grave first before his companions. Meaning, because he knew the Holy Quran. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, would bury him first. Hazrat Abdullah bin Amr, may Allah be peace with him, was the first person to be martyred on the day of the Battle of Uhud. During his burial, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Bury Abdullah bin Amr and Amr bin Jamuh in the same grave because there was sincerity and love between them. Furthermore, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, stated, Bury these two who held love for one another in this world in one grave. The narrator says, Has Abdullah bin Amr was of reddish complexion and there was no hair on the front part of his head. He was not very tall, whereas Has Amr bin Jamuh was quite tall, meaning he was not very tall, but Hazrat Amr bin Jamuh was tall in height. This is why both were recognizable and both were buried in the same grave. Hazrat Jabir bin Abdullah, may Allah be pleased with him, relates On the day of the Battle of Uhud, my father was brought to the Holy Prophet with his body mutilated. That is, his body parts had been cut off, his nose and ears in particular. His body was being placed before the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Following this, he says, As I was going to lift the piece of cloth from his face, people told me not to do so. Subsequently, people heard the shriek of a woman, upon which someone said that it was the daughter of Hazrat Abdullah bin Amr, Hazrat Fatima bin Amr. It is also said in other narrations that it was the sister of Hazrat Abdullah bin Amr. 
Upon this, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Do not cry, as angels are constantly covering him with their wings. I, he is fortunate that he has entered paradise, therefore they should not cry. In another narration, it is related by Hazrat Jabir bin Abdullah, When my father was brought on the day of the Battle of Uhud, my paternal aunt started to cry. As a result, I also began to cry. People told me not to cry, but the Holy Prophet did not do so. Following this, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said to the people, whether you cry for him or not, by Allah, angels were granting him shade with their wings until you buried him. In the commentary of a verse of Surah Al-Baqarah, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih II, may Allah be pleased with him, said, Allah the Almighty has said, one should not consider those Muslims who have been martyred, that they are dead. They are the living soldiers of God Almighty and He will most certainly exact revenge. As a Muslim further says, if we ponder over this, we see that whenever a companion was martyred, by comparison, five idolaters were killed and in every battle, many more idolaters were killed as compared with the Muslims. With the exception of the Battle of Uhud, in which many Muslims were killed. However, Allah the Almighty took retribution in other battles. After the Battle of Uhud, owing to weakness, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, offered his prayers while seated. Owing to the weakness, he sat down to pray. And the prayer he offered was the Zuhr prayer. Following suit, the companions also prayed while seated. Since the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was leading the prayers whilst being seated, the companions also sat down to offer the prayers and nobody stood up. Commenting on this, an author writes, perhaps this prayer was offered after the enemy had left, as for the companions sitting down to offer their prayers, they did this to ensure unity between the form of the prayers of the Imam and the congregation. Later on, this command was abrogated, i.e. the congregation can stand up to offer prayers in such an event. It has also been recorded and is an opinion of the author that perhaps the people who offered the prayers sitting down were also injured. And since the majority of the companions were injured and sat down for prayers, for this reason, the wording was that the Muslims sat down and offered prayers, i.e. there were some people who offered prayers while standing, but they were all those who were uninjured. They were few in number because the majority of the people were injured. Keeping the majority in view, it may have been written that all the congregation sat down to offer prayers. This is a narration of Sira al-Halabiyya. With regard to the number of Muslims who were martyred during the Battle of Uhud, most of the scholars state that the total number of those who were martyred was 70. Among them, four were the Muhajireen, Hazrat Hamza, Hazrat Musab, Hazrat Abdullah bin Jahash, and Hazrat Shammas bin Uthman, may Allah be pleased with them all. According to another narration, the total number of those martyred during the Battle of Uhud was 80, 
and 74 of them were from among the Ansar and 6 were from among the Muhajireen. Allama ibn Hajar al-Asqalani states that if 6 Muhajireen were martyred, then perhaps the 5th one was Sa'd, who was a servant of Hatib bin Abi Balta'a. And the 6th person was Thaqib bin Amr, who was a confederate of Banu Abd Shams. According to the book, Uyun al-Asr, the total number of those who were martyred was 96 and 23 were killed among the idolaters. According to another narration, 22 idolaters were killed. Another narration states that during the battle, Hazrat Hamza killed a total of 31 idolaters. However, this narration does not seem to be correct because the total number of idolaters killed was 23. Another historian has written that there are varying opinions with regard to the number of companions who were martyred by the disbelievers during the Battle of Uhud. The number of martyred cited by the various historians and biographers ranges from 49 to 108. But most have stated that the number of companions who were martyred on the day of Uhud is 70. There are varying opinions in relation to the funeral prayer being offered and the burial of the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud, and the opinions vary significantly. In a narration from Sahih al-Bukhari, Hazrat Jabir bin Abdullah relates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, would wrap two martyrs from the Battle of Uhud in one cloth and then ask who among the two knew a larger portion of the Holy Quran. After one of them had been pointed out, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, would lower him into the grave first. If they were in one cloth, then perhaps they would be moved to one side. The one who knew the Qur'an first would be lowered down and then the other companion. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, would then say, I will be their witness on the day of judgment. And he would also instruct for them to be buried in their wounded state. They were neither washed nor was their funeral prayer offered. In another narration from Sayyid Bukhari, Hazrat Uqba bin Amir relates that one day the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, came and offered the funeral prayer for the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud. In yet another narration of Bukhari, it is mentioned that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, offered the funeral prayer for the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud eight years after the battle took place. There are various narrations that have been presented in this matter by different narrators. From this, it seems that the funeral prayer was not offered then, but it was offered sometime later. In Sunan ibn Majah, Hazrat ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, relates that the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud would be brought to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and he would lead the funeral prayer of ten martyrs at a time. The body of Hazrat Hamza would remain beside the Holy Prophet, whereas the other martyrs would be taken away. It is possible that he was also mistaken. In Sunan Abi Dawood, as Anas bin Malik narrates, the martyrs of Uhud were not washed before burial and were buried in their wounded state and none of their funeral prayers were offered. There is another narration of Sunan Abi Dawood in which as Anas relates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, did not perform the funeral prayer of any martyr of Uhud except Hazrat Hamza, may Allah be pleased with him. 
In a narration of Sunan al-Tirmidhi, Hazrat Anas bin Malik narrates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, did not offer the funeral prayer of any martyr from the Battle of Uhud. The majority are of the view that the funeral prayers were not offered. It is recorded in Sirat ibn Hisham and Sirah al-Halabiya that the method in which the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, performed the funeral prayer of the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud was to first of all offer the funeral prayer of Hazrat Hamza. He recited the takbirah, that is the proclamation of the greatness of God, seven times. According to Sirah al-Halabiya, he recited four takbirat. Thereafter, each martyr was brought forward one by one and placed alongside the body of Hazrat Hamza. Then the Holy Prophet would perform the funeral prayer of them both. In this way, the funeral prayer of each martyr was performed, and that of Hazrat Hamza was offered 72 times, and according to others, it was 92 times. In any case, these narrations were recorded, but some of them appear to be weak. It is written in Dalail al-Nabuwa, a book of Sirah, that is biography of the Holy Prophet, that nine martyrs were brought and placed beside the body of Hazrat Hamza, and their funeral prayer was offered. Then those nine would be taken away and the next nine martyrs were brought. The funeral prayers of all the martyrs were offered in this manner. In each funeral prayer, the Holy Prophet recited seven takbirat. There has been much debate about the hadith mentioned in Sirah al-Halabiyya and Dalail al-Nabuwa, with regard to the funeral prayers of the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud. In both books, the narration of Hazrat Jabir bin Abdullah, in which the Holy Prophet instructed that the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud ought to be buried in their wounded state and not to be bathed for their funeral, has been declared to be more reliable. Thus, the conclusion drawn from this is that the funeral prayers were not offered. Hazrat Imam Shafi, may Allah have mercy on him, narrates, It can be strongly determined from the successive narrations that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, did not lead the funeral prayer of the martyrs during the Battle of Uhud. And narrations that mention the Holy Prophet leading the funeral prayer and reciting 70 takbirat in the funeral prayer of Hazrat Hamza are incorrect. And even in the narration of Hazrat Uqba bin Amir, it states that the Holy Prophet led the funeral prayer of these martyrs eight years later. It is mentioned in the narration that this took place eight years later and did not take place at the time. Imam Bukhari has assigned a chapter in his book by the name Bab As-Salah al-Shaheed, i.e. the chapter of the funeral prayer of a martyr. And he has mentioned only two narrations under the chapter. The first is of Hazrat Jabir bin Abdullah, in which it is clearly stated that the martyrs from the Battle of Uhud were not bathed, nor was a funeral prayer offered. The second narration is of Hazrat Uqba bin Amir, in which he stated, One day, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, went out and led the funeral prayers of the martyrs from the Battle of Uhud. This narration is found elsewhere in Sahih al-Bukhari, namely in the chapter about the Battle of Uhud. The same companion narrates, Salla Rasulullahi ala qatla Uhudin ba'da thamaniya sinina the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, offered the funeral prayers of the martyrs of the Battle of Uhud eight years later in the way that the living or the dead abode farewell. Similarly, Allama ibn Hajar al-Asqalani states that what Imam Shafi means by this is that after a prolonged period of time has elapsed since one's demise, 
one cannot offer the funeral prayer at the grave of that deceased. According to Imam Shafi, when the Holy Prophet learned that his demise was nigh, he went to their graves and prayed for them and sought forgiveness for them as he bowed them farewell. The community's viewpoint on this is the same as that written by Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib. It is clear from the various narrations that the funeral prayer was not offered at the time. Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib, may Allah be pleased with him, has also written. Although a funeral prayer was not offered at the time, afterwards, close to the era of his demise, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, especially offered a funeral prayer for the martyrs of Uhud and prayed fervently for them. There are further details regarding this which shall be narrated in the future, God willing. I would now like to say something about the current circumstances of the world. The flames of war continue to spread. A great deal of prayers are required to save humanity from destruction. If Ahmadis truly pray, then they will be able to play their role in this regard. The Israeli government is set in its way. and they find some excuse or another to present at every instance and they are not prepared to accept any reason or rationality. The other powerful governments in the world, either of their own will or out of fear of Israel, agree with whatever the Prime Minister of Israel or its government say. They initially say that there should be a ceasefire and there should be an end to the injustices, but as soon as they, that is the Israeli government, say something, they agree with that. May Allah the Almighty have mercy on the Muslims as well and turn them towards God Almighty. This is the only way these people can take refuge and protect their lives in this world and the next. May Allah the Almighty have mercy on them, enable us to pray and have mercy on us all as well. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وَنَشْهَدُ أَنْ